0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. And today I'm going to be ranking all nine episodes of the first season of What If that just wrapped up last week. A week from when this is going to get posted. Obviously, massive spoiler warning. This is a ranking, and I've already talked about all these episodes, so I'm not going to go too much in detail with them. It's going to be more more of a quick fire ranking. But there's a lot of episodes I enjoy in here. I would say there's like a 50 50 split of the episodes I genuinely really like and other ones which didn't really have much of an impact on me. But again, as you saw, I did enjoy the season. I reviewed every episode. So if you want my full thoughts on an individual episode, such as maybe my favorite episode or my least favorite episode, you can just scroll down and you'll be able to find every single one of the spoiler reviews I've done for this show. Again, massive spoiler warning, and I'm just not going to waste any time. I am going to get started counting down, you know, doing this ranking, the episodes ranking right here. So, coming in at my number nine is what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger, the first episode of the show? And to me, this was a pretty messy and rushed start to the season. It was extremely safe, and that it was a retread of Captain America 1. Now, I like Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, which is my main reason. You know, for not, like, disliking these episodes. I like this character, and I like some of the other characters in here. Like, it's cool seeing Sebastian Stan as Bucky, and also Stanley Tucci, and all that stuff is really cool. But, in terms of, you know, the contents of the episode, it's not very bold. It's pretty predictable. It doesn't go far enough into, like, the what-if, like, in the craziness of what other episodes do. It's It's fun to watch, but it is just a bit too quick to the point where I couldn't even grasp everything that was happening which is kind of weird for what is a, an animated show which is mostly targeted to kids so i thought it was a bit too quick moving a bit too fast paced to fully for the episode to fully soak in well for me coming in in eighth place is going to be episode six what if killmonger rescued tony stark and this to me felt like a complete waste of the premise of having a reality. Where Killmonger actually, you know, managed to win from Black Panther, and you know he actually got his his idea that he wanted actually gets to play out and feel like a complete waste of Michael B. Jordan as the character because I love this character and I really wanted to see more of him. And the concept of being a what if, and as in Killmonger, just actually getting to see his version of what he wanted to do with Wakanda play out was great. But the episodes end so abruptly, and even beyond that, it feels like were missing part of the story that could have been really cool. And even beyond that, it does have similar problems as my number nine in that it was way too rushed, it was a bit messy. I liked his his back and forth with Tony Stark, but it's kind of weird because we don't even have Robert Downey Jr. There were some fun references, like especially the anime reference with Michael B. Jordan. But with that said, again, the humor of the show doesn't always work for me. And in this episode, it felt kind of cheap, like it did for my number seven, which I'll get into in a second. But overall, I would say these bottom two episodes are the only episodes which I can say kind of fail at what they're attempting to do. Coming into my number seven is episode seven, and that is what if Thor were an only child? Now, if you're going to watch any other person's rankings, I'm pretty sure they're going to have this one at last place, but I have to say that I feel like this episode did a better job at what it was trying to do and actually managed to succeed in that compared to my bottom two. It's a very light and fun and just kind of amusing and charming episode, and part of that is... The party Thor character and Chris Hemsworth's really fun performance in here. I like exploring the Thor, the characters related to Thor. I like seeing Frigga. I like seeing a Frost Giant version of Loki that was just awesome. And it uses a lot of party tropes, which I weirdly enjoyed for an episode like this. It was a very nice change of pace after some really dark episodes. But then again, this isn't a very consequential it feels like kind of a waste a waste of the premise of what if loki never grew up with thor i feel like it would just be something a lot darker and maybe a bit more consequential for the universe in general as in just this universe i'm not even saying for the show as a whole but it was amusing it was fun not great not even like very good or anything but i just personally think it succeeded what it was trying to do number six is episode five what if zombies now this episode had a very cool premise. What if zombies just infected you know, a bunch of our uh, favorite Marvel heroes, and even the way that it did, like mixing the quantum realm into how everything started was absolutely awesome. There's some really fun action sequences, really fun moments of horror, post-apocalyptic nature type of things, and some really gory stuff, which I thought was really cool. And I kind of just wish with that, like, they went for it a bit more and didn't. it wasn't as jokey as I... You know, I wish it was just a bit darker. I wish that, you know, there were more stakes involved because... And it just went a bit more wacky because it was just set on Earth. But I was kind of hoping that we'd go more than that and we'd truly get to see the ramifications in other planets and see just the wacky way everything would play out. But this is a fun episode, the one that I can see myself rewatching watching quite a bit. I just love the concept, and if we're ever gonna get a part two to this story or a different take on it when it's universal, I'd love to see that. Coming in at number five is the finale. What if the Watcher broke his oath? Now, I didn't love this episode. I don't even have too much to say because um, pretty much it's pretty much all action, and it's and the thing that I think absolutely carries this episode is some of the banter between the characters and the absolutely fantastic animation on display particularly whenever the Infinity Stones are are involved. I love how much Ultron goes insane with them. And this is not as standalone of an episode, which is a bit frustrating because I watched the show hoping we'd get like nine solo anthology series that didn't need to tie together and maybe cheapen some of the other storylines. They went for the direction where they wanted a culmination, so it kind of had to be this way. But aside from that, the episode did succeed at what it was trying to do. It wanted to entertain... I like seeing these characters interacting. I like seeing a redemption arc for Strange Supreme. And I even liked the way the season closed off with the Watcher kind of being the point of view character, watching these stories play out and how much it means to him, as well as, you know, the, the, the concept of Killmonger being involved. Like, those consequences do get played out, which I appreciated. Coming into my number four is episode two, What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord. Now the thing that is absolutely great about this episode is Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of the character, and it's so heartbreaking that this will be the final performance, you know, of from him at least in this show. And it's, I love the character arc that the character of T'Challa, Star Lord, gets in this show, and how it ties back into the end and returning to his father and him wanting to explore the universe the way Yondu picks him up. Love all that stuff. I love the portrayal of the Ravagers. They're kind of like a Robin Hood gang, which is fantastic, and at least this really wacky, insane climax of this episode where we have the the uh, I almost said the Grandmaster, the Collector, and he's you know all like buffed up and he's got all these you know weapons on him, and that was really cool. Benicio del Toro even came back, which is crazy because he's barely been in the movies. So I love this episode. I really I really enjoyed it. I love T'Challa, Star Lord as a character. I love the arc he gets. And even like some of the really nice touches, like what happened to Thanos because of T'Challa. Coming in at third place is Episode Eight for me. What if Ultron won? What I love about this firstly is that this is a post-apocalyptic set episode where we just have Black Widow and Hawkeye left on Earth, and I love them. I love the role reversal of the Natasha death scene from Infinity, from Endgame, excuse me. I love the Ultron character as Vision. I love the voice they gave him. It was really, um, was really menacing and really like robotic to a sense combined, which I just loved. I love the Watcher versus Ultron fight, where we're just getting punched through realities. We even get a, a president version of Steve Rogers. There's some really unique and cool concepts introduced to that I actually are pretty smart, such as like an analog AI being able to defeat a digital AI, I like the idea of it, I don't know if it fully makes sense, but it does feel a bit out of the box, which I really appreciated, especially for this show, that's what it should feel like, but overall, I just love the setting and feel of this episode, and I liked even, like, Red Guardian Shield being involved, and okay, I love the post post-apocalypse, uh, post-apocalypse and Natasha, and I actually really like the voice actress, oh, I think she did a great job, not impersonating, but doing a, bit, a take on Natasha Romanoff that isn't too far off, Scarlet fans, And so I really enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun. And I actually preferred this as a standalone episode. And I wish it didn't lead to into the finale as much, but I think I'm gonna be pretty alone on that. Coming into my number two is episode three, What If Earth Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. Now this was a this is a very subversive and kind of unpredictable episode, especially on your first viewing. On rewatches, an episode like this isn't always gonna hold. ...up as much, but there's still so many great moments. Like Even when Tony Stark gets killed at the beginning, the uh, Nick Fury versus Hank Pym fight at the end is awesome. Again, even that twist that they throw in there, I just could not see it coming when I first watched I love the way Loki ties into it, how he impersonates Fury at one point. He even pretends like he cares for his brother's death. I love all the character interaction in this episode. I even love how they tie this back to the Incredible Hulk, which was such an awesome touch. I did not expect... Again, this is just to me probably the most unpredictable of the episodes. I didn't see an episode like this coming when, you know, and what if episode was, what if show was originally announced? Even the way it plays out was way more sophisticated and fun than I expected. So I love this episode. It's one of my favorite things we've gotten in MCU Disney Plus so far. But coming in at first place for me is episode four. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? This was by far the most emotionally impactful episode. Of the entire What If show. Benedict Cumberbatch here gives a terrific performance. We even got Rachel McAdams back as Christine. And the way this kind of a time loop episode and how dark it goes, and you know, just the musical score, the way it swells up in the most impactful moments, and the way it concludes in this epic, you know, ending for the episode that's so dark. And I love how the Watcher even interacts with Strange and that actually comes back to play like four episodes after this, which is. Sets up really nice payoff, isn't it? Standalone, but I liked the way that that paid off. Again, I just love the nature of this episode. It's really dark. It goes in some really weird directions, such as strange, you know, eating or just taking over a bunch of other beings to become more powerful. It's a wacky episode, but it's so dark. It feels emotion. It has a lot of emotional depth, and I didn't think we'd be getting that in, in this what-if show. So that's one of the things that I think really stuck out to me about the show was just this episode and the way that it handled its plot, and how mature it was. And that's why, for me, this episode does come in at number one. With that said, guys, I'd love to know your favorite episode of the show. And if you could, if you're listening on Anchor, and if you'd like to, make sure to send in a voice message, as well as answer the Q&A question on Spotify, if you're listening on there. Follow the podcast for more, and if you want my individual thoughts on these episodes, make sure to listen to my individual reviews. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.